I'm here in Orlando at PodFest, the big podcast conference. As you can hear, I'm staying at the Clarion Inn, the budget option. This is the hotel's infomercial on the TV in the room. It's the Clarion Inn Lake Buena Vista, a Rosen Hotel. We'll make sure you go home with lasting memories, a beautiful tan, and a what? desire to come back to visit us very soon. Clarion Inn Lake Buena Vista is an official Walt Disney How are they going to make sure I leave with a tan? That's just weird. I mean, I'm at the conference. I'm going to be indoors all the time. And then, I don't know, maybe uh, I'm going to get up to my old stomping ground at the Karawak House. But that'll be at night. There's just no way I'm going to get a tan. The weather forecast says it's going to be cloudy anyway. I don't know. Anyway, Podfest. Little review. Um, Just going in for the final keynotes. And then I'm flying back home. It's been an interesting event so far. It's one of the biggest podcasting conferences in the US. I think maybe Pod Movement and uh, the one in LA are bigger, but this one is uh, certainly growing. There's supposed to be 2,000 attendees or something, um, but I think that was hit by fears about the coronavirus. It's now the 6th of March, uh, the official line from uh, the Republican Trump government is that uh, it's uh, still a democratic hoax and... uh, Disney World's still open, and even though they've cancelled South by Southwest, the news broke uh, the first day of the conference, everything's still kind of like going along. Maybe there's not 2,000 people here, maybe a few people stayed home. But anyway, 2,000 attendees, maybe a little less. Um, it's set up in the big wing of the uh, a suite of conference ballrooms at the Marriott World Hotel, uh, right down next to Disney World. As you can, you know, I'm not staying at the Marriott. That's uh, too expensive. I'm here at the Clariot Inn. It's a eight-minute lift ride uh, away, just up the road. And it's really is great quality for the budget option. I mean, it honestly doesn't feel budget. I mean, I'm, t- I'm paying totally for uh, two nights, $120. And that's including uh, the uh, Orlando tax. I booked it on a phone app called Hotel Tonight, which I recommend. Um, been getting some good deals through there over the past couple of years. You know what? I'll put a code uh, in the transcript uh, that can get you 20% off uh, hotel rooms through the app if you want to use it. So just uh, uh, go to the transcript page when it gets up and you'll be able to see it there. 
So anyway, the Podfest. I feel like I need to talk about its cost from the get-go, um, since I feel a chunk of the conference uh, has been trying to sell me stuff that I don't really need. Okay, so for me, it's been very affordable. I've got I got my ticket for free through my uh, podcast host Podbean. Um, they sponsor the event, so they get to distribute uh, some free conference tickets to their clients, of which I'm one. And then what else? Oh, I used uh, Air Miles for the flight down from DC, and uh, and then of course I've gone the cheap route with the off-site hotel. But let's see. If I'd have paid for everything, uh, $300 for the basic conference fee, and that's not including expansion tickets to uh, a vid festival specializing in YouTube channel builders and live streamers and the like, then uh, even with the conference discount for rooms at the Marriott, once you add in uh, the resort fee for Marriott World and Florida State Tax, and a charge to park your car within uh, a three-mile radius of Marriott World. Um, it works out at, you know, about $300 a night. So, three nights and the conference ticket is, uh, you know, 1200 bucks right there. And that's before you get to Orlando. And it's Orlando around spring break. Let's say you book early. Still going to be around $400. And probably way more in reality. Then you've got airport transfers. Maybe another $100 at least. So that's, you know, $1,700 just to be here for the conference. At least. And uh, now Marriott World is uh, very much its own uh, gated community. You're kind of stuck there. So it's not exactly a cheap place uh, to have to buy three square meals. And then you've got the socialising and networking with the optional slash necessary alcoholic beverages. Um, that's easily another five, six hundred dollars, even without the midnight sushi with your new friends uh, that you'll probably fall for in the bar. So I'm guessing for podcasters and particularly new podcasters out there, um, I'm just saying you have to be aware of things like the fallacy of sunk costs, um, the very real behaviour that we have when committing to something and upon having invested time and energy and money into that thing that we then continue to invest time and energy and money into it because, you know, they become emotional decisions and we don't want uh, to abandon our decisions and uh, suffer negative uh, emotions. So, you know, then it's kind of a bit annoying when you get here and a lot of the messaging from the organisers is buy my book look at my cute kids please buy some merchandise look at my cute friends aren't we a fun little clique and you you are now part of my family clique but not really maybe if you buy into the vip room and you then you'll get behind the curtain and then we'll be friends you can buy into our friendship circle maybe you want to buy a private lunch ticket look my friend is a goof he has a podcast about horses listen to him ramble on yeah, um, I just seriously would advise you to think about the cost of coming here, podcasters. I'm not saying there isn't going to be some return on investment, sure. Oh, excuse me. Oh, I think that's the front desk. <coughs> Hello? I, I am enjoying my stay, thank you. Do I have a tan? Do I have a tan? 
Well, no, I was wondering about that, actually. Nuclear bomb television canning lamp? No, no, I don't want to sleep under a nuclear dawn trophy skin tanning lamp. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Nuclear bomb television tanning lamp? That sounds uncomfortable and frankly dangerous. Oh, oh, oh. Uh-huh. Well, can't we just skip the tanning? You gotta have ten. We, we won't, we might be late to have ten. I didn't even know it was something you wanted to do. Well, you can't be legally binding. Look, I, I think you're taking it a bit far. Mm-hmm. And you're looking in the drawer. Yeah, I. And you're looking in the drawer. Okay, I'll look in the drawer. Oh, nothing here. It's just full of Bibles. Cigar store Indian brand skin varnish. Oh, oh no, yeah, right at the back. Yes, yeah, there's a tube. Cigar store Indian brand skin varnish. You want me to put this on? You have a tan. Cigar store Indian skin varnish. You really? I've got to put this on. Okay. Sure, I'll give it a go. Have a nice day. No, you have a nice day. <sighs> You've really got to watch the fine print on these places, honestly. I mean, I knew it was too good to be true. I mean, it was just really cheap and really excellent. So where was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, return on investment. So let's see, for me, and I've done a very budget version of this. So, you know, I haven't spent all that money. But let's let's see. Let's look, talk about the ROI. Let's see. I think about four of the talks and panels out of about the 25 or 30 or so that I walked into, and many of which I walked out of, I did find some interesting stuff. So f- four out of 25, not that great. I mean, there was some great stuff in the audio drama track. Uh, Sean Howard, in particular, was a speaker that did some good panels. Uh, he's a producer of a couple of radio dramas and has built these things from the ground up to a great, sustainable place. And it was very good uh, to hear his journey and advice on how to grow an audience and what actually works within his drama niche. But, uh, I, you know, I've realised that all his stuff he's just published in a set of three articles uh, available for free on Pod News. So literally all his information can and could be digested uh, from the comfort of your own home and you don't have to spend $20 on a fried egg on a slice of whole wheat toast and a glass of OJ. I mean, you know, there was other good talks here as well. There was one particularly good one from a tech guy called uh, Jürgen Berkersell. Uh He gave an amazing talk about SEO, uh, that's search engine optimization, um, to really help uh, us creatives uh, work to get our inter- internet pages seen and and how to really work and manipulate the algorithms of the Google-dominated uh, digital marketplace. I mean, that was just a really valuable talk for sure, and I definitely learned a lot. Maybe not exactly totally actionable for me at the moment, but in the future, uh, as an artist, uh, I think my, my game's going to be up there to know, you know, how... Uh, modern marketing really, really, really works and uh, be able to figure out uh, how to be consistently on page one of any Google search related to uh, my output. What else? Oh, yeah, there was a guy from the UK, Jack Bowman, um, audio drama writer and producer, 
who has built a couple of popular shows and uh, companies producing podcast dramas. His talk was great, very enlightening. What else? Oh, yeah, I met the representative face of my pod host, the superb Podbean company, uh, Shannon. Picked up the best freebie merch from them, a very stylish and uh, well-put-together backpack. And it was great to talk to her in real life. And I'm hopefully uh, we'll get featured on the main Podbean website uh, at some future date. What else was there? Oh, yeah, you know, obviously I met some really great fellow podcasters. Chastain, Rick, Aaron, Sarah, Moxie. And community is so important. Community around a common production. I mean, I'm a lone wolf producer, so it's important for me to meet other podcasters who are also putting out content and trying to build a self-sustaining and entertaining show. Um, I'm not going to mention their podcast here. I think I'm going to save that for another time, since I think I'm going to trend negative again about PodFest. So let's see, my return on investment for PodFest, my ROI, uh, is probably, you know, uh, I spent a very reasonable, you know, 400 to $500 in all with food and airport transfers. So I think my ROI, yes, definitely worth it. Would it have been good at $2,000 and above for me? Uh, no. I really don't think so. Uh, one of the main negatives for me was a lot of the keynotes in the big ballroom. They felt a little off, to be honest. Uh, the organisers have obviously corralled a lot of those podcast fish into a barrel. And uh, they were clearly just selling us to a bunch of people, selling things on stage in the guise of advising various aspects of financial growth in a uh, burgeoning creative industry. So there was an actual vanity publisher selling her business uh, as a keynote at a podcasting conference. I mean, it was just kind of insane. You know, she was vaguely promising that she would be able to get your book into airport bookshops um, at a very steep price. Then there was a keynote on the final day, a marketer, a salesman, and his advice was basically uh, to carry gold to celebrities and try and boost yourself as their uh, sycophantic bum weasels or something. <laughs> and then, you know, as a byproduct, try to feast on their reflected fame in an ultimately weird and soul-destroying way. And his ultimate big keynote deal was then to try and get everyone in the room, uh, like a thousand-plus tired, over-networked podcasters, to subscribe uh, to his brand and new podcast... Uh, which turned out is just yet another uh, white guy interviewing other rich white guys about business success. Like we need any more of those fucking things. And then there was a, uh, let's see, another keynote uh, was from Rob Walsh of Libsyn. Um, he's a tech guy uh, who got into podcasting early and he runs uh, an Apple superfan podcast. Libsyn are, are another uh, podcast host platform they're one of the biggest they have a lot of the big names in podcasting on their platform so yeah rob walsh he's totally immersed in the apple cult he's probably a very high ranking bishop with them or or whatever in the cult of apple i bet he sleeps on a, a black sweat stained polo neck stolen from steve jobs's laundry by a hotel employee in maui or something and he comes across like a a thin version of the uh, simpsons comic book store guy you know, the classic sneering nerd. 
the uh, archetype of aggressive nerd culture with insider knowledge. And his basic keynote, which I've heard a couple of times now, is uh, sneering from the stage at uh, new podcasters, at our potentially unrealistic dreams of growing a successful show, uh, while pointing out that uh, Joe Rogan and celebrity podcasts are actually making it by cashing in on their already built and existing hundreds of thousands of fans. And he has a point. If you're in podcasting with unrealistic dreams of, uh, of uh, gigantic financial success, then you're going to have a rude awakening. But if you're just trying to build good content and have fun and, you know, develop uh, your own creative brand uh, for some ultimate career goal in the future, then he just comes off as a mean asshole and I wouldn't want to go near his company. So there we have it, uh, Podfest 2020. I know I've trended negative about the overall uh, side of the festival, but it really was a good trip for me. I mean, it was just great to get there, meet other podcasters, have drinks. Um, but I'm not going to go gung-ho and tell everyone listening to this that you've got to get there. You know, build community locally. Maybe go to your local pod festivals and take it from there. Back home now, I got a lot of funny looks on the plane. You know, the the lemon neck thing was actually the least of it. Um, the tan I had to uh, do at the hotel was the real problem. It looked a bit like I was doing blackface, like Joni Mitchell from the album cover of Don Juan's Reckless Daughter, or maybe Ted Danson from that roast of Whoopi Goldberg, or Virginia Governor Ralph Northam and... Uh, his state attorney. You, you get the idea. But I guess that's what happens when you stay at the cheap uh, hotel option, you know? Pay the, pay the extra few hundred dollars, stay at the Marriott, don't get forced into having a fake tan to the point that they won't let you check out until you look like Billy Crystal at the 2012 Oscars. But anyway, I'm home now. And then, of course, it's straight into the pandemic lockdown. I hope you guys are all handling it okay, uh, finding some upsides. Um, it's I'm well through uh, any quarantine worry that I might have uh, been infected uh, down at uh, the conference. I mean, I did uh, carry sanitizer, hand sanitizer and wash my hands a lot. One of the lifts I took down there was from an old guy who had this really horrible hacking cough uh, that in retrospect was a little unsettling. So I hope you're all safe and coping uh, okay with uh, with our new reality. Um, one thing I'm finding is that it's a good time to listen to some podcasts. And you know what? I've got a really good one for you today. It's Review. Today, I'm reviewing The Dream from Little Everywhere and Stitcher. It's hosted and produced by award-winning journalist Jane Marie, 
who produced uh, This American Life for years. And she's working with uh, Grammy-nominated musician Dan Gallucci. It's a show that explores uh, the lies, lawsuits, and often funny and outrageous history behind some of the methods of capitalist exploitation that are running rampant in modern America. Now, there are two seasons, and the first season deals with uh, pyramid schemes like Amway and Mary Kay, and how they went from uh, exploiting gender inequalities in society to successfully rebranding themselves as MLMs, which stands for multi-level marketing or uh, Mormons losing money, uh, depending on your take. The second season looks at the incredible trillion dollar wellness industry. Everything from the unregulated uh, vitamin nutrition industry to uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's goop and uh, the disease mongering of uh, all the modern day uh, snake oil sellers exploiting the cracks in our predatory and flawed for-profit health system. This is a really, really brilliant podcast. And it's from, uh, you know, This American Life alumni. And it's very much in the line of serial. But um, I've listened to all the shows now, and I think it's better than that first season of serial. What? How can you say that, Andy? Better than serial? You can't be serious. How come we've never heard of it? Well, at the moment, it's a crowded podcast marketplace. It wasn't when Serial came out. The show has a better blend and mix of components that elevate it way above that first season of Serial. And also, you know, many uh, other shows that are around now. It has uh, a compelling personal story angle through Jane Marie uh, in both seasons. I mean, in the first season, she talks to close family and friends who've fallen for a load of these... uh, home business, uh, uh, network marketing, selling programs in which you are promised uh, wealth and community and business kudos, but in reality are forced into debt by virtue of participation uh, with these schemes. Because the only avenue you really have to success is uh, lining up a series of other suckers below you on your pyramid-shaped structure. So that's how it kind of begins, the personal angle. But then it takes it up a notch by having a colleague journalist go undercover and signing up as a new actual seller agent for uh, Limelight, Limelife makeup, hashtag girlboss. And uh, then uh, while that is unfolding, they bring in Dan, who tells you, uh, runs you through the history of multi-level marketing companies in America. And he introduces you to some hilarious origin story history, uh, going back to holiday magic and this uh, amazing character called William Penn Patrick, who is the archetypal business success cult leader con man. Here he is on his own uh, vinyl record that he put out in 1967. Those who allow this situation to exist are no better than the street corner beggars. He who gives to a beggar is no better than a beggar. A beggar asks for crumbs and he deserves what he gets. My greatest realization outside of the principle of selfishness and greed previously discussed was that I was and am and always will be 
responsible for my own individual life. William Penn Patrick there. You've got to hear his uh, full story. It's it's incredible. And, you know, and that develops. And then you go through uh, the history of the FTC trying to regulate the industry uh, to then how the divorce family and Amway successfully uh, fought off the STC and bought their way into the Republican Party with vast amounts of money to save their Amway scam through friendly politicians like President Gerald Ford. And so, you know, you remember Betsy DeVos of Amway uh, is currently bought herself a seat at the table in uh, Trump's criminal uh, takeover of the executive branch. So the show is just fun and essential listening. I'm sure you've all had some weird contact with some friend or slight acquaintance from church uh, trying to sell you into some business scheme or essential oil that will help your body heal by unlocking its quantum potential. So hopefully you manage to not get sucked in or not lose too much money anyway. And you've got to hear the show. Season two has a similar arc with a mix of the personal, the history and investigation and some great expert testimony um, from a quantum physicist, for example, uh, really taking apart um, a lot of these uh, wellness scams with their vague promises of unlocking your quantum potential. So I'm at the point with the uh, lemon growth on my neck that I've had a number of people offering advice and supplements to help cure it. So this was a very timely uh, show for me. And, you know, it, it also covers how our broken healthcare system with for-profit middlemen muddying the waters and also the hyper-dangerous cults of money and celebrity all kind of combine uh, to work together to exploit uh, dark areas in our insecurities Uh, with hyper-powered psyops propaganda. And they're often directly aided by government inaction uh, that is bought uh, by the lobbies that own it. In the second season, you find out things like how Madeleine Albright was, you know, so vastly involved in herbal life. So the show does a great job of breaking down how these scams work. One thing the pandemic is revealing is that our current system is failing badly. I mean, Trump's now in the Oval Office pushing an untested drug, hydroxychloroquine, as a cure for the coronavirus. I mean, the president is actually pulling a wellness scam in the middle of a massive crisis that is killing 10,000 a day. It's insane. He's sacrificing the American public on the altar of mammon for his own personal gain. So this podcast uh, shows you how we are very much a pyramid-shaped country. I mean, we're supposed to be a meritocracy, but we live in a reality that rewards hedge fund managers and reality TV stars with power and wealth, while our frontline nurses die alone without the basic protective equipment they need on subsistence wages. So this show has begun the great job of breaking down how the reality of our capitalist extremist system works and it's really well worth your time. Download it now, listen to it now, subscribe to it now. The Dream, 
from Jane Marie and Little Everywhere gets five stars, two thumbs up, and a glimpse into the violence inherent in the system. Will you shut up? Ah, now we see the violence inherent in the system. Shut up! Oh, come and see the violence inherent in the system! Help, help! I'm being repressed, bloody peasant! Oh, what a giveaway. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, eh? That's what I'm on about. Did you see him repressing me? You saw it, didn't you? <laughs> card numbers man let's not get heavy with this we do have a verbal contract if you don't like the cock thing i get it that's cool i've been taking a bit of heat from the me too movement they don't like some of my old pictures of princess leia you know with the spinning metal bra and some of the new ones with ray and rose and Admiral holdo i got taken off instagram and twitter it's a joke man it's my business it's a witch hunt for tatooine is no witch, except maybe that one time at Stonehenge in the late 80s. Oh man, I am so hungover. Too much Mandalorian gin. You know what they say, once you've had Mandalorian gin, you don't want to drink any non-Mandalorian gin. Which is funny because technically it's a gas, but I won't go into that. Anyway, give me a call, man, and don't worry about the cocks. Let's go totally vagina. I'm thinking maybe Tom Waits giving birth to Baby Yoda and the whole spunky universe out of this big hairy veg. I can do it. Trust me. Oh, man. The Tom Waits tattoo guy. <laughs> He's not getting on a plane soon. I suppose that's one upside to the pandemic, right? He's not going to be able to fly into D.C., Hedge is still pissed about the Death Star thing. He's still just ghosting me. You know, now we're all on lockdown. Maybe, maybe you'll get bored and I'll be able to answer the phone one day. But there's no way I'm getting a Tom Waits tattoo from this lunatic. Absolutely no way. Pangolin! Pangolin! Get your pangolin! Uh, could I have an ice cream, please? I don't have ice cream. Just got this pangolin. Pangolin! What flavor is it? It's a pangolin. It's not any bleeding flavor. Well, it must have some flavor. Everything has a flavor. All right, all right. It's bloody pangolin flavor. Bleeding, scaly, antiva flavor. Pangolin! Does it have wafers? Of course it doesn't have fucking wafers! The devil's trying to give me the flu! Here's what's been happening in some of the mega churches around the country. Put your hand on that television, see? Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
he receive your healing. We know the coronavirus is breaking out here in the United States. For there is fear that is gripped and panicked regarding the coronavirus. The Lord woke me up about 2.30 this morning and he said, sit down, I'm, I'm going to give you the answer. You see, we're looking at the virus. The virus is nothing. Well, I know they don't want us to do this, but just turn around and greet two or three people. Tell them, you love them, Jesus loves them. Amen. Going to be a lot of nominations for the Darwin Awards this year. I mean, this country, this world is being torn apart by the ignorant and the gullible, the easily led who were driven at birth away from critical thinking and into the arms of these charlatans. To declare victory over the virus. No plague is going to come near you when you're in him. And because of the administration that stands in this land, and because they have aligned themselves with Israel, therefore I give life to this nation and I give mercy. And God is about to purge a lot of sin. San Francisco is one of the first cities in the entire United States to actually go into self-quarantine. It is the district of a woman named Nancy Pelosi. Look at China. Godless state, a godless government. Give our president supernatural wisdom. And we say in the name of Jesus, virus, you are illegal. I consider not symptoms in my body. When you take of this bread and put it in your mouth, the healing power will go through your body from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Might be nothing like a good plague to increase a population's appreciation for science and the pointlessness of prayer. A pastor defying the governor's orders, welcoming in several hundred people. Cancers are healed here. Uh, people are healed of HIV in these services. And tonight we're also going to pass out anointed handkerchiefs to people who may have fear, who may have a sickness, and we believe when those anointed handkerchiefs go, that healing virtue is going to go on them as well. social distancing and listen to the experts on the topic of resistancing. I know that Brunch and Gordon Brew aren't nearly as imperative as doing what I can to change the nation's viral narrative. Capitalist extremism is going to destroy humanity. The GOP is selling stocks while screaming hooks through vanity. The propaganda of the rich has you split upon a schism. The solution to this fucking mess is embracing socialism. The solution to this fucking mess is embracing socialism. The solution to this fucking mess is embracing socialism. The solution to this fucking mess is embracing socialism. So first he sacked the pandemic response team and went golfing. Then he called it a hoax and went golfing. Now the Democrats are politicizing. The coronavirus, you know that, right? Coronavirus. They're politicizing it. They have no clue. They don't have any clue. They can't even count their votes in Iowa. They can't even count. No, they can't. And this is their new hoax. 
Then he said he had a hunch that it wasn't all that deadly and went golfing. Then he bragged that the 15 cases would soon be down to nothing and went golfing. But you know, we did something that's been pretty amazing. We're 15 people in this massive country. And because of the fact that we went early, we went early, we could have had a lot more than that. We have the resources we need. And so far, we have lost nobody to coronavirus in the United States. Nobody. And it doesn't mean we won't. And we are totally prepared. It doesn't mean we won't. But think of it. You hear 35 and 40,000 people, and we've lost nobody. And you wonder, the press is in hysteria mode. Trump and the GOP are responsible for the skyrocketing death rate. You know what it's called? It's called murder. This level of gross, murderous incompetence should lead to his immediate removal and court-martial. So, uh, the first verse of the lyrics to that Pirate of Penzance spoof you just heard were written by Eliza Rubenstein, who's the choral master at Orange Coast College out in uh, California. Um, I'll put a link and credit to her in the transcript uh, when that gets published. My deepest apologies for singing. So that's a wrap. If you like listening to this show, please spread the word and leave me a review. And if you really want to help, you can click the link in the uh, show notes and transcript and buy me a coffee. It's just a couple of bucks. Keep me rolling. The Jazz is provided by the amazing Mario Roms Interzone. I don't know who's providing your jazz, but I think you should switch to these cats. Andy's Podcast. The Podcasting Podcast is sponsored by the American Shoe Council. Over 30,000 years of bipedal history. Shoes. How else are you going to protect your feet? Have a great week. I hope social distancing is working out for you and giving you time to spend with your loved ones or reconnect with people via... Uh, Skype and Zoom. I hope it's giving you time to read all those classics you've got sitting on the shelves. I hope you're meditating. I hope you're taking nice long walks. I hope you're finding some positives. I hope you stay healthy. Have a great week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>